0: Um, Girl, I'm a little bit nervous for this one. I feel like you're going to be mad at me a lot.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Really? I just feel bad for this guy. I know. (laughs) But.
0: Girl. Hi, girl. I know. Look, this is going to be a tough one. Let's get through this quickly. You guys, join us on the Patreon if you want more fun laughs good times. Jillian and I have done over, what, 150 bonus episodes for you to download
1: a binge right this second? Yeah, and uh, we have after parties and Zoom hangs, and there's, like, a ton of stuff going on.
0: Right now, uh, we're in the middle of the Martha Moxley case, and then we did Fear City and Tiger King and The Vow and I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And The Jinx and Making
1: a Murderer and Don't F with Cats. Cereal. We did cereal back in the day. We did the first. <laughs> season of a podcast once and never again. It's great, but like, never yeah.
0: again. no, girl, you have breaking news. You need to tell the people.
1: Well, okay, so Mike wrote this play. It's called Twas the Night. It's a radio play. It's like a, a holiday feel-good kind of thing. But, but it was also done as a play-play a few years ago. I went to see it, and I loved it. Oh, thanks, girl. Yeah, we put it up a couple times, and we were going to do something like a podcast kind of thing. Like, last December, we were talking about it, and then you know, 2020 happened, and we thought, Yes. Why don't we hire actors, because there's not much going on for them right now, hire Mischief Management, a production company whose whole like life is bringing people together for conventions like yes. BroadwayCon and Con of Thrones. So we were like, okay, why don't we just get, if they say yes, my like Hamilton friends and Freestyle Love Supreme friends to act in this thing. We're going to pay everybody to do it. And we're going to raise money for the Actors Fund. And we're going to put it out into the world for free. And yes. we worked on it. And then Mike let me and you be in it as the drunk people in the background yeah. in a bar scene. Yeah, but it is kid friendly. But we got yes, like Chris, yes. Chris Jackson, the original George Washington in Hamilton. You can see him right now on Disney Plus. Uh, James Igelhart, Tony Award winner from uh, He's the Genie in Aladdin. Like Anissa Folds from Freestyle Love Supreme. Just, I can't believe everyone, including you, said yes to being in this thing. <laughs> I couldn't say yes fast enough. I was like, let me at him. I, w- I was... Yeah, we had a great recording with you, by the way. I mean, yeah. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so you can listen to it on December 14th on the feed for the Hamilcast, the Hamilcast podcast feed, and at twasthenightplay.com. But the trailer's out, and we're going to drop the trailer in the TCO feed, too. Yes, and just a
0: remind when this thing comes out, it's coming out in the Hamilcast feed. So to make sure you get that, go and subscribe to it right now. You've been meaning to do it anyway.
1: Thanks, girl. And thanks to everyone who already does. I see your... Uh, yeah. Spotify-wrapped Insta stories. Thanks. I'm all yes! over everyone's yes! Spotify. So sorry about that. We both are. Apologies. <laughs> all
0: right, girl. <laughs> What are we talking about today?
1: Uh, we are talking about the trials of Ted Haggard, which is a misnomer. I don't appreciate. I know he didn't like go to trial because it's all happened yeah. in his personal life. Well,
0: if, as a primer, if you guys don't know who Ted Haggard is, he's been like on episodes before. He was like the head evangelical, basically, for a long time. And then he got busted like doing meth with a gay sex worker. Yeah,
1: a couple right. of them. One <laughs> of the most powerful evangelical leaders of our time.
2: I'm living a pretty good life. I love this.
1: But one shocking scandal brought his world crashing down.
2: Reverend Ted Haggard said that he bought crystal meth from Mike Jones, the male prostitute who says Haggard paid him for sex. I went there for a massage. What we have here is someone who in
0: leadership has failed the standard that he lifted up for himself. He just needs to disappear.
2: This is my new life. Village Inn, Motel 6 or 8. I didn't make any money this week lost money big time, lost money I don't have. Gay, straight, bisexual, what are you, Ted Agard?
1: I stuck with him because I believe you fight for the good.
2: Somebody struggling with sin is the purpose that the church is on earth. Now I've lost my career, I've lost my social standing, I've lost all my positions, so in this stage of my life I'm a loser.
0: Before we really know anything, the movie opens, we're like, it seems like a bonfire.
2: Who invites you into their house, cooks you a marshmallow? I mean, this is the American dream. Well, you know what? We've made a decision to live in a home where our kids feel secure, where we can hear the crickets, where we see a full moon, where we have a church that loves us, and where we can make marshmallows for our guests.
1: It's just Pastor Ted and his wife Gail and our filmmaker Alexandria Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah, if you recognize the name, she is the daughter of Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House.
0: They are very chummy, which makes me nervous about, like, mm-hmm. I think that's crossing an ethical barrier.
1: She is not my kind of filmmaker. <laughs> we'll get into like specifics of that Uh she's not my type this is in 2005 right uh huh well the the footage from 2005 is from a documentary that she made called Friends of God about Pastor Ted before the scandal right so that footage of like happily roasting marshmallows like that's from her previous documentary with him
0: can we get into this footage for just a goddamn second because the thing about this footage that is so enraging is that this guy is so fucking sanctimonious like he's sitting They're like, this is a guy, he's very famous. We're going to get 20 minutes of, like, news footage of him being interviewed by Barbara Walters and talking about how, like, the White House calls him, if this was, like, the Bush White House. And so, like, we're sitting at a campfire with him and his wife and Alexandra. They're basically just talking about how wonderful Ted fucking Haggard's life is. In
2: America, you're free to do things as well or or as poorly as you'd like. Some people make poor decisions, other people make better decisions.
0: There are people in the world who make poor choices and people who make good choices and we're just the people who made the good choices.
1: Oh, like, oh, watch. The hypocrite describes himself in his natural habitat. (laughs) I'm like, this is a very sympathetic view of him because there's not enough. I'm going to say this right now. There's not enough footage of him preaching anti-gay bullshit. There's not enough. There's none of it, actually. And I know it's there because it's been in movies like Jesus Camp. So... Yeah, and so
0: I just wrote this sanctimonious fucking bastard. Like, I love knowing that this guy is going down
1: right because then there's a lot of on-screen text here with this truly heinous font like talk about bad decisions that font is an abomination gays are amazing that's not the abomination That font is the abomination.
0: The thing we have to say is that this documentary, I'm sorry, Alexandra, like it's not very well made or shot. It feels like very shoestring. And part of that is because the real documentary she made was called Friends of God, which was about like traveling around with Pastor Ted. And this whole thing is about his fall from grace. So it feels like she just like picked up her camcorder and went back to hang out with her friend,
1: Pastor Ted. And that's the vibe where it's like, she's very involved yes, totally. and the vibe yes. is very like remember when like you were at, on top of the world <laughs> last time and now you're like just, she's like let's talk about your fall from grace right I,
0: because it does feel like she cares about him but it also feels like she's punking the living shit out of him at the same time
1: she is either hysterical laughing or right. holding back laughter with everything she says to him <laughs> And there's part of me where I get that, where she's just like, really? With the good choices? Like, okay. Like, she does. She has that kind of vibe, which I appreciate, but she's too present. I know. Is that wrong to
0: say. No, and it's just, unless you're Jurecki, that's just not how people make documentaries anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's like, sometimes filmmakers want to be invisible. Like, she does not. And so, but we see- You can't say that enough times. And it's my favorite thing. I love how annoyed you are. But there's a shot of her where I'm like, and we're two minutes into the thing. And we see footage of someone filming her. So, like, someone is filming someone (laughs) filming Alexandra. (laughs) And it seems like a whole lot of cameras for what we eventually end up seeing like is a shaky handheld, almost like found footage horror movie of this gay guy who's trying to pretend to not be gay. But wait a second, we're at this like event, at this arena or the stadium. And again, Alexandra's like, First Motley Crue, then Neil Diamond, (laughs) and now you. First Motley Crue, then Neil Diamond, and now you. (laughs) Yes. And it's a montage of how, like, happy he is and how wonderful. This
0: is before. This is, like, from her first movie. And
1: he is hugging exclusively men. Yes. There is not a woman in sight. And then he's like, stadiums full of men.
2: Stadiums full of men that want to live a better life and be better with their wives and all that kind of thing.
1: Praise the Lord and pass the testosterone.
2: (laughs) That's exactly what this is. There's loads of testosterone in the room and uh, everybody seems to love it.
1: I'm never happier than when. And I am just surrounded by men. End quote dash
0: Ted Haggard. Like Ted. And he's also being very like the hugs linger a little too long.
1: The hugs, Patrick, girl. <laughs> They're like canoodling in the parking lot of the stadium. Not a woman in sight, which is I know. fine. <laughs> But you just yeah. you just like talked a lot of shit about gay people.
0: I know. And then, as if it all wasn't bad enough, then he's on his scooter. He like oh, has a scooter that. That's how he gets it's around. all so gay.
1: I know. <laughs> and th- I'm not. It's not an insult. It's just a fat. Like I don't think I like being gay is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's fine. But oh, like, it's God. all just so gay. <laughs> it's true it's so gay like there he is on the scooter and hugging all these like men who are younger than him which I don't love like how old like it's just very like just do it just just be it I know I know (laughs) be as gay as you want to be and if you want to be a little gay be a little gay that's fine but don't come down from a stadium where you were just screaming about how all the gays are gonna burn in hell Yeah. and then run off on your scooter to hug the other gay man on the like I Ted call like he's just in a sea of men and he's like hugging them and flirting with them and then like that wife of his calls Yes. and his face oh oh hey honey
2: oh hey honey yeah I'll be home as soon as I can get the scooter started All right. Okay, love you, too.
1: The party is over when Gail calls. He is grinning ear to ear. And the guy's, like, happy. Like, we see him, like, actually happy. And then the the rest of the hour and a half is him, like, faking being happy. Yes,
0: yes. I'm going to tell you, though. I'm going to say it right now. I really, really feel for him. I really, like, we'll get more into it. But, like, I really had a hard time hating this guy. Oh, I
1: was fine with it. But I do feel... (laughs) I, I understand where it's just like, you just wish, like, he's been so, like, browbeaten into feeling like he can't be himself, and that is yeah. heartbreaking. He's a man that
0: operates 100% from a place of self-hatred.
1: Uh-huh. All right, so we got this
0: horrible, horrible on-screen text, and it just says, in 2006, after I completed my first film, the one about Pastor Ted, Pastor Ted was involved in a sex drug scandal. Okay. And so we so we get the news footage, you guys.
2: One of this nation's most prominent evangelical pastors is making stunning new admi- About his private life. Reverend Ted Haggard said in an interview today that he bought crystal meth from Mike
1: Jones, the male prostitute who says Haggard paid him for sex. So then Ted's on the local news, of course, and he's just again with that fake smile. He's like, I
2: called him to buy some meth, but I threw it away. And did you ever have sex with him? I went there for a massage.
0: But wait, the setup for this interview, it's like the reporter is putting a microphone in the passenger side of the truck over Gail. And Ted's in the driver's seat. Yes, like Gail has to lean back so the microphone can pass her to get to Ted. Yeah. He just, Ted never denies it. Yes, I did call him for crystal meth, but I threw the crystal meth away. Well, I don't believe that. No, A, number one, absolutely not. Number two, she goes, did you have sex with him? And he's like, I went there for a massage. So Yes. (laughs)
1: He doesn't deny it. Right, because then we see the website you use to book Mike Jones for yes. a <clears throat> massage. Right. And it's very clear what's happening here. Of course, but we
0: meet Mike Jones himself and he tells us straight up. I know how
2: to bring pleasure to a man. If you you know want some company by a good looking hot man, give me a call.
1: Look, Mike is just hawking his wares. Great. Yep. Again I say fantastic yeah and this is like the start of Ted Haggard you know confessing he's had a lifelong sexual problem to this yeah. day he considers his sexuality like an issue to be dealt with and it's yeah. something he's going to struggle with his whole life that's where he's coming from with this
0: so like if you guys don't like really know who who Ted Haggard is like he is like the famous guy from the 90s who was like led the mega church right yes the, like the evangelicals you would recognize him
1: and it's called the new life church you've probably heard that in like pop culture and he's the new life church guy so
0: we're at one of the new life church locations it's a fucking stadium you guys like it's the it's the size of place like madonna plays and so we're there and like it's after his fall from grace and we just see i describe these guys as like the men in black like they just show up and they're like trying to talk to the congregation
2: i know your hearts are broken today but we're here to bring uh comfort encouragement and strength to you amen
0: it cuts to the audience these people are sobbing
1: like basically they're just like we've been around a gay man and we didn't know about it this is a tragedy <laughs> they are hysterical they feel so deceived they were deceived yeah. because he was preaching all this hate and they were like oh my god <laughs> I know. he's one of them he's burning in hell and I'm like great whatever yeah and they read a letter from
2: him and it's like my dear new life church family I am so sorry I'm sorry for the disappointment, the betrayal and the hurt. The fact is I am guilty of sexual immorality. I am a deceiver and a liar. There's a part of my life that is so repulsive and dark That I've been warring against it all of my adult life.
0: You guys, he really means that. He does. And this is not where my sympathy for him comes in. Because at this point, I was still like, this guy is just garbage. Yeah, 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 Look who's back. Hey, girl. I found her. But, like, we learn that Ted Haggard, as part of his arrangement or agreement with the church, he's banished from the church, fine. But
1: he's also banished from the state of Colorado. What? But here's, what you have to remember here is, like, Ted takes this super seriously. Yeah. Like, the state didn't tell him that. It was the church kicked him out of his house and the church and the state. And Ted was like, okay, yeah, (laughs) I just won't come back. But, like, no one with any actual, like, authority told him he couldn't come back. Alexandra! if
0: you could have put that in the shitty fucking on screen text that would have been really helpful because it felt to me like he had been legally banished
1: no I know (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) and they keep calling it like the shitty text is back and it's every it's all in first person I'm like Alexandra and she's like I visited him several times during the next year and a half during his exile
0: I know I know and we're gonna get to that in one second but right now Mike Jones the sex worker is on every fucking radio show that and good for him look it feels less important now because like the world is what it is but back in the 90s like people were outing these people and it was important. Right. So this guy Mike is like.
2: He had a relationship with me. We had gay sex.
1: We had gay period <laughs> sex period. We had the gay kind. Yeah. We had the gay kind. Again I say great. I right, totally <laughs> traveled down the road
0: have a new sponsor this month, which both Mm -hmm. myself and super hot husband Mike both love.
1: It's Hawthorne, you guys. It's like products for men. I'm obsessed with it. It smells so good. Mike always smells really sexy, but this really just kicked it up a notch. So, you take this quiz. I took the quiz for Mike so that I could talk about it. I took the quiz for me. It's more like a personality quiz. It's like, what's your favorite cocktail or your favorite drink? And then you don't exactly know what kind of scent you're getting, but you pick the product. So, Mike has the deodorant, the body wash, the body lotion, the and moisturizer, two kinds of cologne. One says work, one says play. Hello? Look,
0: I'm not a products guy. I never have been. I've always been like a deodorant and go. I got the shampoo and the conditioner, which I'm obsessed with. Honestly, my favorite product I've ever gotten, the face wash. Mm -hmm. Most face washes like dry my skin way out too much. This is absolutely perfect. Just this morning, I squeezed the last ounce out of it, immediately reordered.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing, they take the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. And if you don't like the products, if you're like, this is Really, not my scent. This is really not suiting me. You can send them back. They'll retailor it based on your feedback. And then they'll be like, we'll try this instead. And that's the
0: thing. It's all tailored just for you. I can't say it enough. I was never a products guide. Now I am. So, you guys, do what I and Super Hot Husband Mike did. Take the Hawthorne quiz today and get started on your personalized self care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code TCO to get 10% off your first purchase.
1: That's dot C-O with promo. Code TCO.
0: Hawthorne.co, promo code TCO. Smell as sexy as Mike and me.
1: I'm also using the cologne sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. It smells so good. <laughs> and so, Alexandra, again, so we're like on the golf course with Ted and Alex, and yeah. she's like, hey, Pastor Ted. Pastor Ted, last time I saw
2: you, you were the king of a huge mega church. Where did all your friends go? There, they left. I violated the rules so shouldn't have done that
1: where did your friends go? You're out here all alone by yourself because you were exiled? Like, let's discuss that. And that's
0: the thing where I'm like, it definitely feels like this is a sympathetic portrait of this man's fall from grace, but at the
1: same time it feels like she's trolling him. You know what I mean? Again, she's hysterical laughing. I know. She's not subtle. And I guess like she doesn't have to do that work because he already trusts her because he already did a documentary with her in 2005. And I guess she did the sweet talking to let the cameras be on him anyway. Yeah. So now she just laughing. Yeah, and
0: you know, his answer to that question is like, well, I broke the rules and I shouldn't have done that. Like, when you are a self-hating anything, but when you're Mm -hmm. like a self-hating gay, and I have some experience with this from people in my life, anytime anything bad happens to you, you think you deserve it. So, he absolutely thinks that what they did was right, what he did was wrong, and he deserves the punishment that he's gotten. He thinks that he does. Mm -hmm. And so, he's like kind of okay with it.
1: Yeah, he's like, I deserve every bit of this. But also, I'm like, Ted, you can go back to Colorado. No one's actually exiling you
0: look there are so many like i guess i'll say this now ted throughout this thing is gonna say
2: i'd still be rather be the way i am now though and broke and a man of disrepute than the way i was and have that horrific internal struggle that i had
0: No matter how bad my life is now, it's better than how it was when I was living that gay life and doing the drugs and living with all that inner turmoil. And I'm like, Ted, you do know that there's a third option, girl. Absolutely. You know, like the third option is you just come out of the closet and learn to love yourself. And like he spends his entire documentary lamenting that he's being a shitty husband and a shitty dad. Girl, if you take care of yourself and be true to who you are,
1: you can then be a good person for these people. Right, because then we're here with Gail, everybody, the <laughs> wife. So Gail is saying, I was not aware of the depth of a struggle that was going on internally in him. I think I, think I knew from time to time that, that there wasn't the level of intimacy that I desired she knew something was up and she knew that something was going on so she's saying like well why did I stay with him because I love him and I'm like I don't know I'm sure you love him on some level but if you truly loved him you would just let him be gay and like he is gay but like you would just let him live his life and support him being actually truly happy
0: but that's the thing about this evangelical existence is that they don't see that as an option exactly and the, the thing that I wish we had more of in this documentary was like the Ted Haggard backstory. Yes. What was your childhood like? What were your parents like? What was it? Now, look, I mean, Ted in this documentary is 51. This was in 2005. So that was 15 years ago. Uh-huh. My point is, he's a lot older than us. And like a lot of people who grew up in the time that he grew up in, like had a hard time coming to terms with their sexuality. My mother included. My mom married mm-hmm. a man and mm-hmm. was married. I have, I have four siblings, but eventually, like, was true to herself and came out. I'm not blaming him for his upbringing. I'm just saying it's a real tragedy to me that, like, to
1: Gail and Ted, they have to stay married because there's just no other option. Right. But what they still do in this moment, they're still so hypocritical because Gail is like, and I just don't believe in writing people off because they have mistakes. First of all, yes, you fucking do because that crazy church preaches more about what not to do and how wrong everybody else is. You're all about the judgment. So now when it's about like her and her life, she's like, I'm not going to write them off. All you do is write people off (laughs) (laughs) who aren't like you and follow your rules it's why you're exiled right <laughs> right right you, know? you got written off girl and then we're in the car with them we're in a dark garage in a car reading the bible why <laughs> to all of those things why are we sitting in a car in a dark garage reading a bible using like the little light at the top of the car
2: love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you Do not condemn and you will not be condemned.
0: They're just like, this is what we do. This is just what we love to do. And look, like, I know people like reading the Bible. Like, do that. Do whatever you love. Great. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, why are the pages of the Bible on that, like, rice paper? Why are the pages of the Bible so thin? They're
1: very, yeah, they're very easily ripped. But there's probably some reason about, like, that's why you should handle it with care. Right. (laughs) Or something, (laughs) you know? Which I get. Great. (laughs) gosh. So we learned that like since the church again it's just the church like it's nothing like no one real saying this I'm not saying the church isn't real but it's not like a legal binding right. thing yeah. Yeah. so the church is saying look you can't live in Colorado ever. <laughs> they literally exiled him for life. For life. And it's so, crazy. <laughs> and the, I guess he can't have any of the zillions of dollars he made, like being ahead of that mega church, whatever. Yeah. So they're temporarily staying in the homes of strangers.
0: It's really fucking weird, you guys. Like, we don't know who these people are, how they know them, but we are being welcomed into this home in Scottsdale. Hello.
2: Hello. We're in Scottsdale, Arizona, people of. Made their house available to us to stay in at no expense. Come on in, great. Okay. Come on in. So you're Uh, going from safe house to safe house. Yeah, they're loners and they're nice. This is
1: gorgeous. Ted is very impressed with the pool and everything. Ted (laughs) loves the window treatments. (laughs) And he knows from window treatments, he's like the pool boy comes on which days now? Yeah, and can we? I feel like three times a week, easy, right? No.
0: We meet the kids, and I. this is the only note that I made about the children. I was like, these kids have a really good attitude for a couple of formerly super rich kids whose dad got busted with a crystal meth-selling gay male sex worker.
1: Yeah, they seem great. Hey, welcome to my crib. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, well, here's my bed made of memory foam. I have a TV, as you can see. And very nice cabinets to put all of my stuff.
1: But Alex is all, I'm like, Alex, God, can you take it down like 10 notches? Because, again, there are two teenage boys on camera talking about this. Cannot be easy. No. And she's these rapid fire questions. Right. Who claimed this room? How much stuff did you bring? Which one did you like better? You like this house better? Or was that one bigger? And I'm like, Alex, I, I'm like, yeah. my head is spinning and I didn't go through this. Could you just take a breath for a second? You know, and one of
0: the kids makes fun of the other one for liking a pillow that has feathers on it. Yeah. You know, the flowers are
2: for him, little (laughs) feathers.
0: And I was like, that joke's not going to age well, because guess who loves feathers, girl? Your fucking daddy. Thank you. (laughs) Which is
1: great. Which is great. Again, I say great.
0: And they're like, they're gonna live in this house for four months, and then they don't know where they're gonna go. But like for free. Yes. But like I can't. I mean, like the the trauma. We never see the kids again. We barely see Gail again. Like the trauma that these kids are going through. Absolutely. And we learned down the road that they they just don't talk about anything in this family. Like they like I I'm worried for these children.
1: Yeah. And so now we learn also. Not only did this did the church kick him out of Colorado, they also told him, oh, you can never work in ministry anywhere, ever. Yeah. Nowhere. So he's like, I have to find a new way to earn a living. I
0: know. But the other thing I got to say here is that Ted Haggard, like this is never addressed. Ted Haggard was like kind of a household name. Like everybody in the fucking world knew who Ted Haggard was. And he starts applying for these jobs as though he's like me walking in off the street that no one's ever heard of.
1: Well, because he's trying to like fly under the radar. Because at one point he's like,
2: yeah, if they don't Google me, I'll get the job.
1: I gotta
0: tell you, I was, this is 2005. I was wondering if Google was even a thing yet. I was like, maybe he's able to make it because Google hasn't happened yet. I thought maybe he'd be okay, but nope, Google is here, girl. He's like, if they give me a
1: Goog, I <laughs> am in trouble.
2: He's interviewing for a job. Today, we're driving to the University of Phoenix. I'm gonna interview for a job there to walk people through the online program for the University of Phoenix. So here's the
0: whole setup. He's in the car on the way to the job interview and Alexandra is in the back seat. Oh my God. And Ted is like nervous and excited. He's going in for, he's got the big
1: interview. Alex, once again at a hundred, she's like, let's rehearse. You do the job interview and why should, okay, why should I hire you over anyone else? Go. And I'm like, oh. He's got a good
2: answer though. Oh, there's nobody else that's had my experience in motivating people and encouraging people to do would improve their life like me
1: he was a leader of a 30 million strong church he's got a point right and then she goes what are you gonna say if they ask you why you left your previous job oh my god
0: oh my god you guys
1: he's completely honest about it i mean not completely but he's honest (laughs) enough i'm
2: gonna say that i had a sexual relationship with someone other than my wife
1: i was
0: like this guy real bad at interviewing like this is not what you say like we've all been
1: fired from jobs we've all then had to go to the next job interview and make up some shit about why you left your job and it's so weird because she's like Alex says what I'm thinking and she's like you think they don't know that and right. and Ted goes nah this guy won't know I just lie
0: you're gonna tell this can you imagine you're the interviewer and you're interviewing 51 year old Ted and you actually don't know who he is and it's a standard question he's expecting the lie the guy wants the lie girl Right. and all of a sudden you're like Well, I had sex with a person who wasn't my wife. What?! I would
1: literally look up and be like, come again? Like, and for someone who's been lying to himself and everyone else his entire life, you'd think that Ted Haggard would be a better liar. Yeah, and it's just
0: like, girl, do you want the job or not? It just kind of feels like you don't want the job that bad, girl. Well, <laughs> guess what? He doesn't get the job. And right. so... He's convinced. He, you guys, we see he goes in and then we get this shitty on-screen text that says 20 minutes later. And I was like, oh, shit. He comes out and I, I'm like waiting for the tears in the car. He's like, it was great. It went great. I'm totally going to get this.
1: Because he taught... He's talking about how, like, you know, the only degree he has is in the English Bible, which isn't really a thing.
2: (laughs) My next application, if this doesn't work out, is to drive a city bus because they only require a high school education, which in the secular world, that's all I have because my Bachelor's degree is in English Bible. Which is worthless in the secular world
1: Like he is He just keeps saying the secular world The secular world And he is just basically saying like Everything I did before is useless And then he's talking about like He's hysterical He's like I totally nailed that interview And then he just starts talking about George Costanza from Seinfeld And I'm like wait The Haggards watch Seinfeld It's about a bunch of like Horrible, selfish, mostly Jewish people Who spend every single episode either trying to deceive somebody and or have sex right why are the haggards watching seinfeld
2: i'm feeling a little bit like george costanza right now um (laughs) because you know how george costanza always felt like his interviews went well and he always made such a fool of himself i have no way to measure this i have no measurement system i don't i've never done this before
0: The other thing that we learned, too, is that if this job doesn't work out, his backup job is to be a city bus driver. Which, by the way, I know two city bus drivers. They are amazing. I just think it wouldn't be a great fit for Ted fucking Haggard.
1: No, because everyone will say, can you just drive and do your job? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, like, can you just get me where I need to go? It'd be like if I was a bus driver. Right. I'd be, like, hitting the thing, like, the stop request, like, bing bong, girl. But, ma'am, you just got on. Yeah, I got to go. I don't... I'm not doing this right now. I got to go. Travel down a road.
0: HelloFresh is back. We all know HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. I'm going to say the thing that's not even a talking point here that I think is the most important thing. When you have HelloFresh in your fridge, you never have to wonder what's for dinner. I'm sorry that I'm yelling. I feel like I'm being very aggressive.
1: It's okay. I understand that it's the good kind. It's okay. Yes. (laughs) You're not mad at me. You're happy about HelloFresh. You cut out the whole, like, what
0: are we going to have? Now we have to go to the grocery store. Now we've got to, like, cook this elaborate thing. HelloFresh meals are made usually in 30 minutes. Most of them are one pot, and you never have to worry about what you're going to have. Your biggest
1: problem is, which one of these three or four meals should we eat tonight? I I showed him all three of them this morning, and I was like, which one am I making after TCO? And he was like, "Uh, those barbecue flatbreads, please. And I'm like, great,
0: on it. And you can also do the add-ons. Steve does this for lunches. You can add on like a fully cooked grilled chicken breast and a salad. Like, It's not just for dinner anymore. You can add on garlic bread and cookies. Yes. HelloFresh has got you covered in the kitchen. I
1: love doing it. I feel like I really have learned a lot. There are times in my life where I'm like, ooh, I know that. I learned that from HelloFresh. So that's how you do that. Yeah. I feel very smart
0: now. We always say it's like the pre-portioned ingredients, you're getting exactly what you need. There's pictures that help you walk through the cooking of it. It's amazing!
1: Yeah, you're not wasting money. You're not wasting resources. It's sustainable. It's fun. It's delicious. So you guys, go to HelloFresh.com slash
0: 80TCO and use code 80TCO to get 80 bucks off including
1: free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80TCO and use code 80TCO to get $80 off including free shipping. And girl, they have an exclamation point at the end of that. They don't even need to!
0: You, I would have done it anyway
1: yeah you just speak in exclamation points that's <laughs> that's where you live <laughs> Girl, Gabby is back. I love Gabby because I know it's very helpful. I am amazed
0: by it. So I totally made my sisters, both of them use it. So Gabby is a way to like figure out if you're overpaying for your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance. And it's so easy, you guys. You link your current provider and then it like immediately pulls up like every other company, like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers. And you just compare apples to apples right there. And then you, if you find out that you're overpaying, you just switch on the spot. Both of my sisters switched and each of them saved like more than $200 a year on their insurance.
1: Yeah, so the, all the Googling like that I would do because I'm like, this is serious. This is my insurance. I need to know it. <laughs> Gabby does all of it and then it'll give you the quote for the same exact
0: Coverage you already have. Also, you guys, Gabby customers save nine hundred and sixty-one dollars per year on average. I bet that would be nice to have in your pocket right now, you guys.
1: Plus, the priceless peace of mind that Gabby like did all the googs for you. Come on, you guys. You're probably overpaying
0: on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check it out, and there's no obligation.
1: So go to gabby.com/obsessed. That's g-a-b-i.com/obsessed. Gabby.com/obsessed. Go save some cash. Shabby, we're obsessed with you, girl. I know. <laughs> we're back to nineteen ninety seven yeah, and he's telling the story about like his friends were out just like walking around praying just like on a stroll.
2: <laughs> all right, so Ross and I were walking along through the neighborhood, praying for houses, praying for businesses. And then it kind of dawned on both of us simultaneously that we were standing in the middle of of a gay bars parking lot. and then the guy said, "Hey, are you guys together?"
1: they realize they're in the parking lot of a gay bar and I'm like suddenly huh you just happened okay so then it's like everyone is asking them if they're together and the whole congregation like erupts with laughter like is that yeah. hilarious like two men together that's right, like yeah. funny and also disgusting right, right. um so ted is doing bits now now he's a stand-up comic and he's yeah. like i said yeah no i mean no i mean we're together as in, we're like standing next to each other but right. we're not, like together together and everyone's like ah oh, ha, ha ha gays burn in hell right. and so he continues
2: two or three days later i was downtown with a staff member and the thought went through me i wonder how many people will be at that place in the middle of the day and as we drove by a man from our church came walking out the door and i pulled the car over jumped out And I said, hey brother, and named him. I said, "Uh, don't worry, it's okay. We're just here to help you in the name of the Lord.
1: I wonder how many people are in the gay bar right now. This gay bar that I've totally never been in, by the way. I've never been in there one time. Yeah, and it was like an accident that I'm even here for the second time. And so he sees a member of the church walk out of the gay bar at like two in the afternoon. And he like runs up to the person and he's like, don't worry, I'm here to help you. Apparently, according to Ted in the story, the guy starts sobbing.
0: So it's like some straight guy from his church who like Ted Haggard is busting coming out of the gay bar.
1: Ted's like, you guys, it's a happy ending. I dragged him into my car. I reported him to his wife and kids. And I'm happy to tell you the marriage is totally healed. And everyone's like, yay. And the whole audience erupts. And now here's what I think happened. I want to hear what you think happened. But what I think happened is that Ted wanted to go cruise the gay bar in the middle of the day because he didn't think anyone would see him. He ended up seeing somebody he knew. He decides to take the pressure off himself and ruin this other guy's life. This didn't even occur
0: to me. I guess you're absolutely right. This is exactly what happened.
1: And either the guy is like completely miserable because he's not living his true self or he's like half miserable because he can only live like his life secretly on the side. I think Ted Haggard was busted. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're
0: absolutely right. It didn't even cross my mind. He was trying to cruise. Oh my God.
1: So now Alexandra's like, so girl, how did all
0: this gay shit starts.
1: basically <laughs> yeah, tell me about the gay shit that's why we're all here isn't it ted tedward he literally says
2: uh, i did some same sex sex play when i was in the seventh grade and then all that blew up when i was 50. and i had to analyze myself Am I a heterosexual, a homosexual, gay, straight, bisexual? What are you, Ted Haggard?
0: I did some same sex Mm -hmm. sex play when I was in the seventh grade. That
1: is the dirtiest way to say it. (laughs) It's so
0: gross. Same sex sex play. (laughs) It's really, really gross. And then he says, and then it all blew up in my face when I was 50. As though
1: nothing gay happened between seventh grade and 50. And then he says, Well, Alex is like, well, wait a second. You you have a choice between like you could just be your gay self or you can be an evangelical and you're choosing to be an evangelical. Yes. And he says to her, well, no, 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 I am who I am. I'm an evangelical. He's saying he doesn't have a choice, but it's about the religion.
0: Right. We get this other whole bit in here about how like this big announcement that Ted Haggard has come out as heterosexual. After three weeks of counseling, I'm fully heterosexual. And we get all the round robin of all the night shows and everyone's making jokes. I have to start the show uh, with some sad news. Sad news for uh, the gays, as they're referred to. (laughs) Unfortunately, they've lost one of their own, Ted Haggard.
2: The Denver Post is reporting that he is now completely heterosexual. And so
0: Alexandra asks him about that, and he's like, I never said that. The other guy, the other head of the church said it because he's a nice guy and he was just trying to help me out. (sighs) And the whole point here, like burying the lead, Ted Haggard knows he is gay. He acknowledges that he is gay,
1: but that he has to live his life as a heterosexual. Yeah. And Alex even says, he's like, because he's like, you know, kind of defending the church and because he's in exile and all this stuff and he's still defending them. And Alex is like, why? He believes he deserves it. Like, that's what the answer is
0: like he honestly like people who live like this think that they are bad people and that anything that bad that happens to them they deserve he fully accepts this punishment and, and like he just thinks he deserves it it's so sad and that's why i feel badly for him like he has done bad things and he's not taking good care of his family and like he's not a good person but he's suffering this guy is suffering and it's just hard for me to see it
1: yeah there there is a sad where it's like i just wish he could just be who he is
0: not only because that's the right thing but it would solve so many problems like you could get a job and you could like your job would be fighting against all the shit that you were doing for the last 30 years you know absolutely. you could take care of your kids even if it was hard for them Mm -hmm. they would grow up seeing you be true to yourself like the answer is so obvious and it's so easy and it's so right there and he just doesn't see it and that is so sad to me travel down I have a new sponsor this week, it's Everlane. You love them, tell us everything.
1: I love Everlane so much because they're a great clothing brand but they're so different from everybody else which I really, really love. Tell! They partner with the world's most ethical factories and they make quality clothing and they have this transparent pricing. Like they tell you on the website, this is how much it costs us to make so you know you're not just like paying an insane amount of money for no reason. What? And they're all about sustainability which you know I love. They use natural fibers, recycled synthetics, timeless pieces, let me tell you something. Mike got sneakers that are so comfortable. Usually you have to like break in kind of like fancy sneakers like that. He's like, I could go for a run in these right now. (laughs) I am curvy. Like that's just the truth. It's really, really hard for me to find jeans that I really like and that I can stay in all day without wanting to rip them off of me and feeling suffocated. Get off me jeans! Seriously. And I'm like, oh God. And I just feel like gross in them. No, Everlane, like they're these skinny jeans, but they feel like they were tailor made to me. I wear them all day long. It feels like I'm in my stretch pants, but they're awesome, sustainable jeans, and they're ethical. I can't stand it. I gotta tell you guys, when we saw that we were doing this ad, Jillian screamed, Everlane! Like, she's like, you really love them. I know. I need to buy more, because I'm just like, I can't just wear the same pair of jeans every day, can I? Wait, is that a rule? Oh, God. I know. <laughs> the whole point is that they're so durable, technically I can, but I just want more. I want the variety. Well, you guys, get in on the Everlane. Go to
0: everlane.com TCO and sign up for 10% off your first order, plus free shipping. Yeah, And you can get easy returns within 60 days of your ship date. So that's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash TCO and sign up. You're going to be great.
1: Meanwhile, now we're six months into his exile, and instead of doing any of those great things, yes. he still hasn't found a job. So he's going door to door hanging things on people's doors to like help them pay off their mortgage fast.
2: Trying to find people that want to pay off their mortgages super fast. This is the greatest program I've ever seen to help people pay off their houses. Actually own them.
1: And this I kinda lost it here. I like snapped if I hadn't already. <laughs> but because he's like, what, what took you to the edge, girl? Because, well, I've already that's not kind of where I live. I've already I'm always always teetering. I was hanging off it, looking up, like, help, help. And so he like is pitching it to Alex slash us, and he's like, This is the greatest program I've ever seen to help people pay off their houses. And I just like threw my hands up and I'm like, Can this guy do anything that's real or genuine? Like, does even his exile job have to be a bunch of bullshit? Can't he do anything that's like real? And she asks him,
0: How many of these door hangers have you hung up? He says, hundreds, maybe thousands. How many calls have you gotten zero? This is one of those jobs where you only make money if people call you, you know? Right.
1: And I'm sure if you just said, hey, it's me, Ted Haggard, you'd get more calls. <laughs> totally.
0: That happens eventually. Right. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God, does it ever? <laughs>
0: So this documentary, I meant to say this at the top. I think this is a weird documentary. It's (laughs) basically just Alexander Pelosi following Ted Haggard around. There's no real structure. It's just like this man's fall from grace. So guys, like don't expect any magical filmmaking. But now we're in the parking lot of the roadside Marriott because the family had to move out of that house and they had nowhere to go. And now they're living at the Marriott. I've stayed at very nice Marriott's. This is not one of them, girl.
1: Yeah, because the guy can't get a job. And like that's enough. Like his family's on the road. Like are these kids going to school? No. I know. Kids need friends and socializing. They're not doing that. Like it's just whatever. So, so Alex is like, "How does your family feel about living in this hotel, (laughs) Alex?" Uh,
2: It's just a fact of life. We don't have feelings about where we stay and things like that. We don't even talk about it anymore. It's just the fact of life. All of us were up there studying in the same room last night, and they don't even talk about not having a private place to study or a desk or
0: like Alexandra and I would get along really well and you would not like her
1: (laughs) I think you it might be one of those things where it's like you have an explosive personality and she has an explosive personality and when the two of you get together it can be explosive kind of vibe I think you you, imagine I think you might leave that you might come meet me because I would have left You might come meet me and be like, she is a lot, girl.
0: Can you imagine? I've literally never said that about anybody. Can you imagine I say that about Lexi Pelosi? You'd be like,
1: it was kind of a lot. It was like hard to get a word in with her. (laughs) And I'd be like, tell me more about what that's like. (laughs) And also, I told you so. So... so She's asking him, like, how does your family feel about living in this hotel? And he kind of, like, wraps it all up in a bow, like, his I whole, know. like, thesis on life. And he's like, it's just a fact of life. We don't have any feelings about it, Alex. We don't talk about the situation or our feelings on the situation. And that's just it. And we smile. And I'm like, oh, that's healthy. And my thing was, like,
0: Ted Haggard is smile, smile, smile all through this documentary. This is one of those moments where he kind of gets real. And he's like, he closes his eyes. Mm. And he's like, we don't talk. We don't talk. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. And he makes it sound like that was a family- That was his decision, girl.
2: We don't talk about how people feel about it. We don't talk about how people are reacting to it we all know this is the fact of life
1: but girl it's why you're living in this hotel in the first place this right. repress and deny and lie yes. we don't talk about it we don't talk about it you wouldn't be living in this hotel maybe if you didn't make those choices no and like all of their shit is in a u-haul in the parking lot that he refuses to lock because of all I the know. good in the world and i'm like ted haggard tell me more about how great the world is treating you right now lock the u-haul i know
0: he doesn't lock the.
2: We don't lock it, but it's fine. Nobody's feeling it. See, all of our stuff is in there. See, there's our stuff. Are you a fool or are you a Christian? I think I'm still naive. I still see the best in people.
1: So then we get the on-screen text. One year into his exile, Ted took a loan against his home in Colorado so he can rent an apartment. Wait! (laughs) They still own the house that he's not allowed. He's not even allowed to step foot in the state, but he owns the house. Why can't they rent it or sell it? But that's the thing. Like, Ted, again, it's all because Ted thinks he deserves the punishment. He's making
0: his family suffer because he thinks he deserves all of this.
1: But can't the punishment be, I have to sell my mansion and downgrade not in Colorado? Like, isn't that like, you just have to let this gigantic mansion just sit there? I know,
0: I know, I know. And it's like, the thing is, they move into this apartment building, and of course Alexandra is, like, following him around. I think he's getting tired of her, you guys. Same. (laughs) Ted Haggard and I have one thing in common. (laughs) But she says to him, like, how do you feel about moving into this apartment? And he's just, he's trying so hard to stay positive, and he's just like...
2: I'm grateful for it, but it's sad, because um... I just... I'm grateful for it. Um, We're we're gonna...
0: I I feel grateful. And you could see him stopping from saying like the but this is a nightmare. Yeah. And and then and
1: then Gail is like, hi, I'm here. Alex, if you just want a little interview, a little face-to-face. Gail just like pops up out of nowhere to be like, by the way, nobody asked, but I'd marry him again tomorrow. Just let me know. Okay? And I'm like, would
0: you, Gail? Would you? I know. And I'm like, Ted, girl, you could have a beautiful two bedroom condo in West Hollywood, girl. Mm-hmm. You could be living the life. Mm-hmm. Like, gays who are living this evangelical lifestyle, I'm sure millions of you are listening. I know. You do not
1: need to live like that. No, you do you don't. not need to live like that. You really, really, really don't. And now, like, Ted's now, like, on the road selling insurance door to door. This is a John
0: Candy movie. Like, this is so <sighs> depressing. I don't even know. He's. John Candy- Candy did a lot of comedies, girl. Do you mean shy Candy? <laughs> I'm thinking about how like this is funny to everybody but the person who's living it. I see, like Uncle Buck. Yeah, yeah, I get or you. like trains, planes, automobiles. Oh, you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like he's on the road, and even he, he calls himself a traveling salesman. I didn't even know they made those anymore. They don't. He's just so far behind. Yes, and he's like, and he's walking into some like gross chain motel, and
2: he just goes, "So this is my new life." Village Inn, Motel 6 or 8 and uh, helping people get decent insurance.
0: And he's, like, we see him sitting down, like, basically ordering the Rudy tooty fresh and fruity. He's got, like, ten plates of food coming to him. And he's on the phone, and it's, like, it's just so bizarre. He's selling insurance, right? And he goes,
2: Uh, hi, Philip. This is Ted, the health insurance guy. I'm available, uh, anytime.
0: We hear him go, Hi, Mike. This is Ted, the health insurance guy. <gasps> Can you
1: imagine? <laughs> Did you like the pie I left you yesterday? I know. Ted? Ted Ward. He was Ted Haggard! Like this was a guy that preached we see
0: footage of him selling out stadiums. Now he's Ted the health insurance guy.
1: And, but he's still, you know, the Apple, you can take the girl out of the mega church, but you can't take the mega church out of the girl because <laughs> Now he's with, like, a guy yeah. reading the Bible whilst trying to sell him insurance.
2: I, I, I know this Bible. Oh, what do you know about it? Yeah, it's a it's the Living Bible. They, they put a lot of these out. This is a Jesus Movement Bible from the 70s. Oh, really? So what's yeah. that mean, good or bad? It's or very what you... good.
0: The guy says to us, like, it's not every day you get a celebrity coming into your right. door. Right, so, like,
1: his name is Phil. Phil is an enigma because Phil absolutely knows who Ted Haggard is. Yeah. But he is reading the Bible for the first time, which I like is me. Right. Like I know who Ted Haggard is, but I have never read the Bible. So it's not that much of an enigma, but he's like really like Phil is now like giving his interpretations of the passages and Ted's like, Uh I got him. I got him. I'm reeling him in. And like right at the end, he's like, Philip, when do
2: you want me to call you? I don't know. I can't do nothing this month. I can tell you You that. Do you have me to call you the next month? I just can't afford it right now. I'm just literally not going to make the end of the month.
1: That was really great Bible study, Ted. Also, (laughs) not going to do the insurance thing.
0: And the thing is, what's so confusing to me about this is that this guy is saying, I just can't afford it. Ted is like, it's $12 a month. That's half a pizza. Look, I totally get not being able to afford $12 a month. But when Ted leaves this guy's house and we go outside, it's like this gorgeous neighborhood. Like, this guy just doesn't want to buy insurance from Ted. He's got the cash. He just wanted to talk to Ted Haggard. Totally. And he tricked Ted Haggard into doing a Bible study with him. (laughs) Ted, loving you, can't do the (laughs) insurance. You know that Ted sat through, like, at least uh, a full half day of training for this,
1: like, door-to-door salesman job? And they're like, Ted, girl, the pies don't work. Like, don't make people pies. And he's like, I, I'll show you. And bakes people pies and then calls to follow up about it. But it's so sad because we're back in the car with Ted and Ted literally
2: says, I didn't make any money this week. Lost money big time. Lost money I don't have. going to borrow. I've got no money in savings. So in this stage of my life, I'm a loser. First class loser.
0: To me, it is such... I, like I can feel his anxiety in this moment of course like, it's one of those jobs where you don't get a base salary like you only make money if you can get this guy to spend $12 a month on insurance and he's spending his own money driving around the state staying at these shitty motels and he can't get anyone to buy anything from him
1: yeah like I know what that's like when you're you have a negative balance and rent is due and then oh you know God, what your totally. next bartending shift is the Monday day shift girl totally, totally. I remember that visceral, Like I can feel it like oh like what am i oh my god what i i I understand it i also didn't like preach hate speech against myself no that's true you
0: didn't do that you managed to not do that the point is like we like it's hard to not relate to him like this guy is just fucking suffering
1: so now we're like on the road again whatever that song is and so we're crossing over from arizona into nevada oh god
2: this is no moral restraint from the law and this is moral restraint from the law here's gonna be gambling Here's going to be prostitution. Here's going to be porn. Over there, if there's gambling going on, it's a secret meeting behind a Chinese restaurant. You and I are coming here for dinner, and that's it. Then we're out of here.
1: He's like scolding Alex. He's totally talking to himself here, but he's like, Alex, Alex, listen, Alex, listen. To me. <laughs> Eye contact, girl. We're yeah. having dinner. And then then we are out of here. And I'm like, you're talking to yourself, girl. You know all you want to do is just walk the strip and see who looks interesting.
0: Yep. I had the exact same note. Ted Haggard is horny. He would be in Vegas by himself were it not for this pesky filmmaker. You need some stress relief. Totally. (laughs) It's just like, Ted, it doesn't have to be like this. You could have a husband
1: and a poodle. Yeah. Look at you, you know? with the dogs. I'm loving it. I and then we're like literally in bed with Ted Haggard. Like it's like he's all he's laying there all tucked in. Like his head is sideways. Like the camera angle is weird because he's actually laying in bed. But I'm like, Alexandra, you guys aren't sharing
0: a room, right, girl? Like you got your own room at this Motel 6, right?
1: You're like on the way out, right? Like yeah, you're totally. in like jeans and sneakers. <laughs> so- <laughs> you're not like getting comfortable here, no, right? Oh God, oh God! But he's like in his, like his jammies like
0: he tucked has- into bed. And it's very weird. And he's just like lying there on the bed reading a Bible verse on his phone like this guy is so sad And at the end of his rope and I was like looking at the time and I'm like wait There's only like three minutes left of this document. i like what how does this end
1: and he's t- but he's talking about You know, like and we don't get into this. He's like, I'm not
2: mentally ill. However, I did have some things in my mind from childhood that were extremely powerful now I've learned
1: and then he talks about how he was suicidal like he gets really really dark but we're like in bed with him and it doesn't have like the words that he's saying are very serious but the tone of the scene doesn't really carry that kind of weight the last scene of this thing is like
0: Alexandra and Ted Haggard like walking into the desert I'm like where are you guys going yeah
1: he's like praying in the desert which is again like fine and then we get like just like pages and pages of follow up with the on screen text and we learn that 18 months after he was quote exiled, Ted ended his spiritual restoration, whatever that means. I'll take I'm taking guesses. What does that even mean? I don't know. Because the, the next follow-up is that they were quote given permission by the former church to move back into their home in Colorado. Suddenly they're like, eh, 18 months was enough. Come on home. <laughs> But he's still trying to sell life insurance he is forbidden to enter the church he founded and so then we get another title card totally different font by the way <laughs> they ran out yeah I'm like what now it's like helvetica and i'm like whew, finally i can breathe And because it's totally an afterthought because that I guess they added on HBO because it says coinciding with the release of the film, additional allegations were reported regarding Ted Haggard's inappropriate behavior during his time at New Life Church. So, of course, like everyone's talking now. I mean, like, remember all those inappropriate hugs from the beginning? Yeah, but it's like if everyone's like of age and consents. Have fun. But right. if now if it's this is it inappropriate in the eyes of the church or is it inappropriate because they were underage or it was right. a secret or it was there was meth involved? Like Alex girl, take the camera off yourself and give me a little context. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: my God. We did the trials of Ted Haggard. I thought I was really going to go in more on, like, like feeling sorry for him. I didn't really get to that much.
1: No, I didn't think it was going to be, like, let's travel Arizona Tra- and Colorado and oh the <laughs> desert with Ted Haggard while he tries to get a new gig. Like, I thought right. it was going to be a little – have a little more substance <laughs> or something. My God. Well, you guys,
0: if you're looking for more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon. Over 150 full bonus episodes to download a bit right this second. Everything from All Be Gone in the Dark to The Vow to Fear City to – um,
1: Tiger King, Don't F with Cats, um, Making a Murderer, Serial, The Staircase, Making a Murderer, and we're doing Martha Moxley now. We're gonna do oh uh, uh, Wilderness of Errors coming up after Martha yes. Moxley. Oh my God! We just got yeah, a lot. it's every it's every long form series
0: that is out there. We've done it, or 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 it's coming up. Um, girl, I know what we're doing next. Oh great! We are doing the HBO documentary, The Mystery of DB Cooper. Ah!
1: What, tell me, what is that? I've seen that name floating. What's going on with that? It's
0: so crazy. So I feel like the D.B. Cooper story is famous in the true crime world. Like, every podcast has covered it. It's basically about a guy who hijacked a plane in the 70s and, like, got, like, a shit ton of money, like $200,000. At 10,000 feet, he, like, parachuted out of the plane and was never heard nor seen from ever again. And so this documentary. Oh,
1: wait. Uh, yes, I know. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I know this. I know this. Yeah.
0: There was, like, a theory towards the end of Mad Men that they were going to make Don Draper was going to be D.B. Cooper like that was a thing because he like falls out of the window yes. Yes, yes 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 okay but like this from I've only seen the first couple minutes of it but it seems like we are looking at the candidates of who it might actually have been Ooh. I'm so excited I love it I love it it's HBO Max go watch it before next week okay great I'm in uh, girl where can they find us
1: Um, well you can find the trailer for Twice the Night in the Hamilcast podcast feed and at yes. thenightplay.com. it's fun I promise you it's fun. It's going to be amazing. You guys subscribe to the castle You get it the second it comes out. And yeah, so you can find me at Jillian with a G on all the things. You are Patrick Hines underscore on Insta and at Patrick Hines on Twitter. We are at True Crime Obsessed podcast on Instagram and True Crime Obsessed, no ED, on Twitter. Good
0: job,
2: girl.
1: Thanks.
0: Uh, we love you guys. Stay tuned for the trailer for the mystery of DB Cooper and then our ridiculous, fun, and hilarious outtakes.
1: Yeah. TM, 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 TM. That's trademark. We haven't yeah. said that in a long time. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Thanks so much. All right, bye. Bye.
2: Just as we were starting the roll down the runway, the flight attendant next to me
1: handed me this note It said, You're being hijacked. I've got a bomb. Come sit next to me. When he got on a plane in Portland, Oregon last night, he was just another passenger. But today, after hijacking a Northwest Airlines
0: jet master criminal, he demanded $200,000 and four parachutes. Then,
2: he disappeared. D.B. Cooper, don't know his identity, don't know where he came from, don't know what happened to him. There was
0: one key thing your husband said
2: to you. I'm Dan Cooper. There are thousands of people who say, I know who Cooper is. I believe it's my dad. I know. I know my uncle was D.B. Cooper.
0: I realize I sound exactly like those people. I think
2: he's one of the slickest cats ever, you know, walked on the face of the earth right now. The man's beat the system, so to speak, old dead. The man who held the secrets. What secrets? What did we miss? Cooper figured it out. And he
1: got away with it.
2: I want to be a Cooper. I wish he had never told me anything.
0: The font is real bad. Alexander. It's,
1: it's really bad. bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's not Comic Sans and it's not Papyrus, but it's it's right. like unbelievably a hybrid of the two. I'm so glad we decided to make a podcast about a genre that has a lot of content, huh? <laughs> I know. Real smart of us no. to really be at the forefront of that idea of talk about true crime. <laughs> we're smarty pants. Yeah, no, we we're good at this. <laughs> Do you remember in the, in the early
0: days we would we would have to look for the garbage bell for ten minutes before we could start recording?
1: And Steve would be like at his job and he yes. wouldn't answer. Yes. Yes. And you <laughs> would get so mad. <laughs> Men. Am I right, Seth? Haggard <laughs> can't live with them.